Zach Taylor, Zach Levine, Zach. I got nothing. Zach Brown. I say I only got one. What's up, Eddie Vetter? Eddie Vetter, nice. What you got, dude? Not a man. It's another typical day in the in the world of two want to be athletes. Dude, so I was thinking. Okay. How many times in your well, we'll just stick to your married life. We don't have to talk about our escapades before. How many times in your married life would you say you uh, got the cookies? Twice. Whenever we made my son and whenever we made my daughter. Okay, so that's what you tell the pastor at church. So what's the truth? <laughs> um, honestly, I I don't keep a scoreboard anymore. Um, Give me more. Okay. Apparently, that's frowned upon when you have a chalkboard outside your bedroom. And your in-laws come over and they're like, what's that? And they're like, well, let me tell you a story. You just walk out all sweaty and grab a piece of chalk. Got another one. (laughs) So the reason why I ask is because, like, how many times do you think you're going to have sex the rest of your life, right? So it would be, I don't know, like your birthday, Valentine's Day, maybe Christmas, right? So three... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> three a year for the rest of your life right okay i mean honestly like average for most average couples married couples i think it's once a week or maybe twice a week i don't know so we'll say once a week okay so 52 times a year minimum okay right so um you've been married i don't know what 10 years yeah okay so that's 520 times. That's quick math. I could do that. Giggity. So now think about it like this. Um, my parents, I guess, right? They've been married for 44 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's gross. Um, see, I've met your parents, and um, I won't be able to look at them the same way now. Or... I may just make it really awkward and ask for some tips. I mean, no, no, no pun intended. They are what if they're 40, 40 years married. So they're at least 30 years ahead of us. So they've at least, Oh, this is disgusting. It's at least <laughs> been 1500 more times than us. Now, since we're on the subject, would you ever sit, sit down with your, your folks and talk to them about sex? Like, as far as their interactions with each other? No. Never? No. So. Like, what do you want me? Like, you want me to ask my mom if my dad's circumcised? Like, you want questions like that? Would you rather sit in a room with your grandparents and talk to them about them having sex or sit no. in a room and talk to your parents about them having sex? One of them has to be for at least an hour. I'd rather die. And they get to be as, like, Give as much information you, you as they think want. you'd like to hear. <clears throat> you think you'd like to hear from your mother that she likes her hair pulled and her ass slapped? I mean, let's just ask. You want to hear that? Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Damn, oh. Granny was a freak. She had nipple clamps and battery uh, car batteries just laying everywhere. What if your mom told you that she's the one that started the ass eating trend? <laughs> right like how gross is that oh i mean unless she's getting paid for it like 
What if you What if you found out that your mom was a prostitute for the first? What if you found out that your mom had an OnlyFans account? Wow. <laughs> okay. Would you Would you promote it? No. But you're you're cut. Look, you're I'm cash, all about promoting cash blocking, man. But no, I am not promoting that. If your mother-in-law had an OnlyFans page, would you subscribe? No. <laughs> no. That's weird. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. Ugh. Okay, what if your wife had like a hot cousin? First cousin. And y'all saw each other every Christmas, Thanksgiving, family reunion, every other weekend. Would you subscribe? I mean, I'll be honest. I'm not subscribing to anyone on OnlyFans. It's a dollar ninety nine, and it's being paid by a GoFundMe account, so it never sees your bank account. I mean, it's not about trying to hide it, right? It's the fact that I'm just not going to pay for free but, shit. But to see her, I mean, no, because I don't care. What like my thing is. It, I guess it would depend, right? Like, <laughs> so well, I want to be honest about it, right? Like, if it's just a, a random cousin, whatever, like, no. But what if her cousin was, like, what if you were married to uh, Scarlett Johansson's cousin and you knew Scarlett Johansson was the cousin that had an OnlyFans? I'm, I'm emptying my bank account. I mean, I wouldn't empty my bank account, but I'm. I'm. I'm, I, I'm telling her, hey, I'm watching your cousin's butthole wink at me right now. I mean, I. Okay, so what if it was? What if it was reversed? What if, if it was my cousin? Yeah. What if it was? Let me finish before you turn it into Alabama shit. So, what if your wife subscribed to your cousin's OnlyFans? Well, is. And he, he was... Uh, oh, it's a he. Okay. Yeah, like I don't know what attractive guys are, but what if it... Hey, if it primes a pump, pay on, player. But I'm saying, like, she was so addicted to it where she emptied her bank account to watch this dude, like, helicopter his dick or whatever. Well, I don't know what they do. I'd probably be like... Eh, It'd be a problem, know. right? Maybe. Yeah. So... I mean, if we're seeing him all the time, I'm like, dude, why does your fucking donkey sausage have to be all over the fucking internet? And my wife, we're broke right now. Can we borrow some of that money we just gave you? Could you imagine? Like, so you knew that was going on, right? She's unloading from paying for like special dick pics and shit with like a hat on it and all this kind of stuff. Oh, look, this one looks like goofy. Yeah. And then like every, every Christmas and Thanksgiving dinner, she's always like sitting next to him. Like flirting with you wouldn't have a problem with that. that well, okay. Now, if it starts getting into where she's flirting with him and this and that, well, like what I'm saying is she's paying to watch him dangle his dick. Now she yeah, I mean, and then she sees him at Christmas and Thanksgiving. But also think about it though: if you're going to go that route, then she probably wouldn't pay for it and would just try to go fuck him on the side. She know she has a front personal knowing of him. Probably has his Facebook and everything else. Like probably right. So. I mean, yeah, that, obviously that's a different We went scenario. way off on this. We went from wondering about how many times our parents are fucking I mean, I wasn't to... wondering. I was just thinking, <laughs> fuck. Well, I, I think you have a good idea. I mean, yeah, I can do math. As an adult, have you ever walked in on your parents? 
No. What do you what What do you think you would do? Give my dad a high five. I don't know. Slap him on the ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, if I walk in and mom is pegging dad, slapping her on the ass, said, "Play on, player." Wow. Yeah. That that went down. Just ruined. Avenue. You know, we really we just ruined everybody's fucking day, and we haven't even started the show yet. Yeah, I mean, like, we, we've probably lost mind. every listener right now. Yeah, I mean, maybe. So if you're still with us, <laughs> have fun. <Yeah>. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> Woo! You ready to get this going? Yeah, let's do it, dude. Let's talk about some sports because uh, I'm getting a weird fear boner right now. <laughs> let's do it. Hit it! Woo! What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Two One of the Athletes Talk Sport Time. Ed. I'm Zach, and here we are again, assholes, with another episode. We are in the final day of Week Seven of the NFL. It's Monday Night Football tonight between Seattle with Geno Smith and New Orleans with Jameis Winston. Anybody care? Nope. No, no. So uh, we're just going to go ahead and talk a little bit about Sunday games, and then move on from there. So uh, first. <laughs> Kansas City Bruh. sucks. Bruh. This is unbelievable. Bruh. Um, I, bruh. That's all I can say. Uh, they, we knew there was a problem, but good Lord. Kansas City Chiefs lost to the Tennessee Titans to an ungodly 27-3. One of the lowest scores that Kansas City has had in God knows how long. Hey, especially under the uh, stat of this game. Just throwing it out there. We're seven uh, cheerleaders. No. Oh. Derrick Henry had one touchdown pass. Patrick Mahomes had zero. That's crazy. And, you know, in all reality, like, you look at everything over the whole course of the game, this wasn't a very spectacular game to really brag about on Tennessee side, right? Like you said, Derrick Henry had a passing touchdown. You know, very rare to see that. But outside of that, I mean – Tannehill had a pretty good game for himself. Then again, we we know Kansas City's defense is garbage. So, um, A.J. Brown had a good turnout. Uh, but, I mean, is any of this going to make your top ten plays of the week? No, and I think that's the the statement that needs to be taken from this game is that it didn't take anything spectacular and the Titans beat the Chiefs. Yeah. Right? Like, you would think, if I had told you last year the Titans beat the Chiefs at, you know, well, it's in Tennessee, but let's just say, you know, Chiefs of last year lost to the Titans of last year. Mm-hmm. You'd think, oh, man, there must have been like a kickoff return for a touchdown or a punt return for a touchdown or like a fumble recovery they scored like late and they got lucky. No, the Chiefs just didn't even get off the bus. They kicked a field goal in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. That's it. This was by far the worst outing for Patrick Mahomes this season. He he threw for 206 yards, his lowest of the season. He had a completion percentage of 57%, zero touchdowns, one interception, sacked four times, and two fumbles. Yeah. Like, uh, Facebook, we were questioned by one of our listeners. My phone would fucking quit acting up. Um, you have it in front of you? I don't. 
Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I know there was a reference to uh, his his what's wife's up with, brother. What's up with Patrick Mahomes? Has the NFL figured him out? Is he just going through a tough patch? His wife and brother's actions off the field affecting the gameplay uh, on the field. I don't. I honestly don't know if it's Patrick Mahomes or everybody around him. Right, like you kind of want to put blame on him because you look at the numbers and you're just like you're responsible for this. And everybody keeps saying he's trying to force the ball down the field. He's trying to do this. You can't be mad at him trying to make plays, but also at the same time he depends on the receivers. He depends on the O line to do their job, and a lot of these folks aren't doing their job. So it's kind of like who's the blame on this, right? Well, so if we were looking at this stat box. Uh, the box score of the game, and he had thrown for 500 yards, you know, seven touchdowns, no interceptions, and was like, uh, you know, 35 of 35, and they lost 52 to 53. You blame the defense. I would blame everyone but him, right? Right. It wouldn't be his fault. Obviously, it's not the receivers if they're catching the ball. Um, I would blame the defense and the coaching because how the hell are you putting up that many points? and losing but this looks like a collective effort yeah he's not helping and the quarterback is usually i know you don't like to hear this but the quarterback is usually the most important player on the field so i mean i i'm not opposed to giving him the blame because i'm sure as hell the person like i'm okay with him taking all the credit when they win right so and that's how that's how it works in the nfl i i know that if it doesn't go well well, it's got to be the quarterback's fault. And if it does go well, well, the quarterback's playing well. So, I mean, right. and you hear every year about, well, teams don't have a quarterback, so they got to draft a quarterback in the first round. they got to reach for a guy that they might not necessarily draft in the first round, but they're going to reach for him because they need a quarterback. It's the most important position, blah, blah, blah. So, if he was playing well and they were still losing, then, yeah, I would be looking elsewhere. But when everyone's playing bad, this has got to be a locker room issue. This has got to be uh, a coaching issue. This has got to be... A preparation issue it, it it goes down to individuals doing their jobs i mean it's it's a this is a whole smash issue this is like turn off the computer reboot it reinstall the hard drive and let's go back to work i it's like everything that's going on for the chiefs doesn't work we, we we've talked about this many times before and ever since this past super bowl tampa bay exposing Kansas City for what they are, right? Now, I've come to the defense of Kansas City and said that them dismantling their two tackles and putting in younger ones or new ones or whatever it may be has been a problem, in which we're seeing that a little bit, right? Um, Like I said, he was sacked four times yesterday against Tennessee. He's been sacked for a total of, what is that, 14, 16 times so far? Um, So without pulling up the past season on how many times he's been sacked, that's a lot of times for a scramble quarterback who can run, right? Um, Is Andy Reid just going back to the same playbook and, you know, teams are buying it off of eBay and reading it and just knowing how to defend against it? Who knows? I'm, I'm very baffled with the receiving core that they have on this team that they're not able to get the ball spread out more. Um, I'm not seeing the target numbers as far as, uh, players, as far as passing. I mean, let's see, Tyreek Hill was sitting at six receptions for 49. Kelsey was seven for 65. Pringle, five for 73, leads the team. 
Yeah. Um, how how are you not getting Josh Gordon and McCall Hardman and like how is this ball not getting spread around more to where defenses don't know where you're going with it? Right. It just seems like whatever coverages Tennessee was running yesterday was just locking down the pass. I mean, I I don't know. I, I'm looking through the what, what's Pro Football Focus or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm looking through there. They have grades for the uh, the Chiefs' offense. Um, I'm trying to find their offensive line, but it like so. The, this reminds me of their Super Bowl performance, and that we talked about prior to the Super Bowl was they had two Texans. I mean, two Texans. Wow. Two offensive tackles that were missing. Yep. Right? And so they ended up playing backup offensive tackles and Tampa Bay destroyed them. And this year before the kickoff of the season, they showed us a like newly revamped offensive line. And I haven't found their grade yet, but the uh, yeah, because you got to pay for Pro Football Focus's grade. So I can't, I'm a baller on a budget. I can't find it, and I'm not paying that shit. But this is exactly what they looked like in the Super Bowl. Um, granted, the Titans are not near as good a defense as Tampa Bay, right? But I mean, similar results, right? Patrick Mahomes was basically on the run. Um, Receivers weren't getting open, and he's getting hit. Hell, he got knocked out of the game. Possible concussion. Yep. Chad Henney finished up the game. I mean, that might have had more to do with the score at the time. But, I mean, I told you two weeks ago we should be sounding the alarm bell. Right? And two weeks ago they won. So... Kansas City is going into a bye week. They will come back and play the Giants on November 1st. Um, I mean, like, you, like you're saying, panic mode, should we go ahead and say that they're not going to uh, make the playoffs this year? I mean, I still can't rule them out. It's only week seven. Um, yeah, they're three and four. But I can't rule them completely out because they're just there's too much talent on that team. Right. It's very possible that they go into this bye week, they write the ship, and then they run the table. They could do that. It's very possible they go in the bye week, they come back, and we have the same issues the rest of the season, and they ended up finishing, or they end up finishing, uh, what, like nine and eight. Mm-hmm. And that would be bad. I think you'd see some firings for that. Absolutely. Um, I'm not going to say that Andy Reid would get fired, but I mean, Man, it's tough. It's tough to fall that hard. But, I mean, this is another thing, though, that we, we, usually with the losing team of the Super Bowl, this is what happens, you know? So maybe it's just a Super Bowl hangover. Maybe he, maybe Mahomes is doing too many commercials. I, I don't know. Now, uh, the question that was asked on Facebook, do you think his family members are, you know, inside of his head because you saw what – his brother did with defacing Sean Taylor when they were in Washington. His wife uh, making comments out on Twitter. Uh, his brother talking smack to somebody when they lost to Buffalo or to uh, Baltimore. Like, 
there have been like a couple of things where his family is starting to get noticed a little bit more, and uh, they're putting themselves in that limelight at the same time, kind of giving Patrick a, a bad rep, huh? Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure now Patrick Mahomes already makes commercials with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you know this, but it's kind of famous that Aaron Rodgers doesn't speak to his family. And so maybe there's some text going back and forth there where Mahomes is like, dude, how do I get rid of these fuckers, man? They keep Tell fucking him, everything up. Chill the fuck out. Like, first off, his brother is a nobody except a fucking name right now. Like, quit riding your brother's coattails. God damn. And well, then I his mean, wife is – she went from – everybody was like, oh, she's so sweet and beautiful. That's cute. They're high school sweethearts. And then – all of a sudden, they win a Super Bowl. He gets a fat contract. Now she's like, "Look at me, bitches!" Blah blah blah. Like, I mean, I don't have a so, calm your tits. I don't have a problem with the wife doing whatever she wants to do. That doesn't bother me. But when it turns into like the family getting in the way and like causing, other, I guess what I'm saying is, it's tough enough to be a quarterback in the NFL, right? It's it's worse when you've got to deal with family bullshit drama. So I, I don't know. Like I would at this point, I would just cut them out and be like, "Look, y'all can y'all can come to the games. You know, you can have tickets or whatever. I don't have a problem with that. Stay off social media. Don't talk about me. Yeah, Leave all shit alone." Shh. But well, in another uh, surprise victory to some, Cincinnati Bengals beat the Baltimore Ravens forty-one to seventeen this past Sunday. I don't think anybody saw. If they saw the Bengals winning, they didn't see him winning this with this much of a deficit, right? Like the Bengals came out and played. Joe Burrow threw for over four hundred yards, yeah. three touchdowns, four sixteen, three touchdowns. He was sacked one time. And uh, Jamar Chase, like I, I'm eating so much fucking crow right now. Like I'm getting sick. Yeah, that's why. Honestly, that's the main reason why I wanted to bring up this game. Because uh, the guy that you dubbed a bust like four or five weeks ago, eight receptions, 201 yards, one touchdown. And the touchdown, he broke like four tackles with one of the Madden spin moves and was gone. I, I'm I'm happy to see that they're doing this right now, right? Like I'm, I'm happy that Jamar Chase broke out of that funk of whatever was in the preseason that automatically got him labeled as a horrible wide receiver. I'm one of those dumbasses who fell for that. So, um, and I went against my own thing to where I always say, I don't watch preseason. I don't care what preseason says. But at the time, that spoke a lot of, like, had a lot of weight to it, right? Yeah. But well, now I mean, here we are. He's leading. I think he has the most reception yards by a, a, a rookie. Uh, through his first seven games, yeah. That's nuts. And he still has how many more? Ten? Ten, yeah. Ten more games? Like, he might break the all-time record. Don't know what it is. Um, I don't know what it is for a rookie. I think Justin Jefferson said it last year. Last year? Okay. I want to say it's like 1,400 yards, somewhere around 1,400. Well, he's on pace to do it. I mean, yeah. He had 201 yesterday. I'm clicking on his stats now. He's got 754 right now. So, he's averaging over 100 yards a game. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean – the crazy one, one takeaway from this game that I think is is odd, um, he did that. He had eight receptions on ten targets. The top targeted wide receiver in this game was T. Higgins. 
How many times was he targeted? 15. Is that wow. weird? Wow. And he still got seven of them. 15, he, that means he missed eight. But he got seven, seven receptions for 62 yards. It's probably short passes. That's so weird to me to be targeted that many times. Well, it, it seems like Cincinnati was hitting with left jabs, and then whenever the defense thought another left jab was coming, here came a hook down the right with uh, Jamar Chase or C.J. Hushmanzada. Hushmanzada, that's his name. That's not Hushmanzada. his name. No, his name is Uzama. Hushmanzada. No, that's not. That's, that guy's it retired. should be. That well, guy's retired. I thought he'd been in the league for like 75 years. I mean, if he was still playing, yeah, that would be the case. Hushmanzada. I mean, I, I'm more shocked at just this was a complete victory. Um, Lamar Jackson, he threw for 257 yards and he only rushed for 88 yards, which I know 88 yards sounds like a lot, but it's Lamar Jackson, right? He right. averages 100 yards a game. So, um, that was incredible. I mean, Marquise Brown had that one hell of a catch. In the that was zone. beautiful. Wow. Um, but he five receptions, 80 yards, touchdown. Rashad Bateman, three receptions, 80 yards. Mark Andrews, which is the guy you need to slow down, three receptions, 48 yards. Yep. So, I mean, that, that tells me what I needed to know. Um, other than Lamar Jackson running the football, Devontae Freeman had 14 yards. Tyson Williams had 10 yards. So, dude, the defense for the Bengals was basically, you know what? We're not going to let Lamar throw the football. He might get a couple runs, but we're just we're going to shut down their offense. And they did it, as far as I can tell. Um, Ten points in the second quarter and a touchdown in the third quarter. That's it for Baltimore. It's crazy. And now, uh, with them beating Baltimore, even though they have the same record, technically Cincinnati leads the division, right? Yeah, they have the tie, the tiebreaker. That's right. So they'll meet again one more time later on in the year in Cincinnati. Uh, future prediction, do you see Cincinnati coming out and winning it again, or do you think it's going to be a split? Uh, I think it'll end up being a split. I think these teams are too good. Um, I think Baltimore is really well coached, so they'll take this as a like a, a teaching moment. They'll learn what they did not get accomplished, and they should make the adjustments, and it should be a pretty good game. I think um, – when when do they meet again? Do you have the schedule? Yeah. Um, uh, it, it looks see. like the day after Christmas. Okay, so yeah, we've got some time. Um, I'm thinking both teams will probably be – they'll have the same record when they meet again. And it's going to be one of those battle, battle games for uh, the number one seed in the AFC. It's going to suck that one of these teams is going to be the number one seed in the AFC, maybe, and then the other team is going to be a fucking wild card. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, it looks like uh, Baltimore is going into a bye week, and I was mistaken whenever I spoke about Kansas City. Kansas City is going to play again on uh, Monday Night Football on November 1st. But um, It's already November? Holy cow. Yeah, I know. We're a week away. Uh, but Baltimore will come back on November 7th against the Vikings um in baltimore so we'll see how Vikings that goes are a good team but i think baltimore should be able to handle them they should i think that's going to show a lot about baltimore right there because i mean we both said kirk cousins has been super dangerous this year um we'll see i i, I think that game is 
going to kind of give us a good idea of where Baltimore sits for the remainder of the season. Um, just because the list of teams that they've played uh, with the Raiders and the the fight that they had with the Colts, uh, blowing out the Chargers, and then this loss to the Bengals, like I think I, I think it's fair to say facing off against the Vikings, and if they lose against the Vikings, they're probably a wild card team. Yeah, I think that'll be the difference. I mean, um, I'm looking at the the Bengals schedule the rest of the way. They don't really have any challenges. <clears throat> it looks like they play the Chargers in December, and then they'll play the Ravens again. So, I mean, there's not much that shows me that Cincinnati's going to slow down. Um, so, I'm thinking they're 5-2 and two now. So, uh, 1, 2, 3, 4... Five, six. So they should be eleven and three when they meet again in Baltimore. Who do you have them losing to? Baltimore? No, I have them losing. I, I'm just saying that if they, I have them losing to the Chargers. Wow. See, I got them losing to the Raiders. I see. I just don't think the Raiders are as good as you think they are. I don't know, man. Now, granted, they they've had a kind of an easy schedule as well with some. I mean, well, they Raiders. had a hard time putting the Eagles away. Well, they so, got it done, though. Yeah, I mean, they did, but, I mean, it's just not I, – I don't know. It's not spectacular. They're not – they're 5-2, and two, right? So, like, how can I knock them? But they're just not – I don't know. They're not impressing me, right? Like, these wins by the Titans are impressive. Like, these, these wins by, uh, like, Cincinnati are impressive. Yeah. But the wins by the Raiders, not that impressed. Not yet. Well, I, the most impressive one I think everybody can agree is week one when they beat the Ravens on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I was shocked by that. Outside that, Steelers, Dolphins, the Chargers they lost to, the Bears they lost to, and then Broncos, Eagles. Like, right, like, and that that's the loss that throws me off the most is that the Bears. Right. How do you lose to a Bears team that the week before that had one a negative one passing yards? True. Right. So, like, that's a problem. And I don't know if it's they play down to their opponents, which is the sign of a bad team. You know, they, they get up for the big games. I, I don't know. But I mean, they're five and two now. <clears throat> it's, it's possible that they make the playoffs. Right. But I mean, I think they're going to lose to the Giants next week. Um, their, their next game that's on the seventh that's not this week well i guess that is next week right no they're on a bye so okay i think they're going to lose to the giants i think the chiefs are going to write the ship and they're going to lose there and they're going to lose to the Bengals. right got, so i think they're going to lose their next three games and then after that they play the cowboys for thanksgiving you've got the raiders losing to the giants yes wow yeah they're going to lose to the giants they're going to lose to the chiefs they're going to lose to the Bengals, and then they're going to lose to the cowboys so they're going to lose four in a row. They'll be five and six. Y'all heard it here. Uh, if you disagree with them. I mean, and then once that happens, all they have left is Washington, which they could probably win that game. They're going to lose to the Chiefs again. The Browns should be healthy by then. They'll lose to the Browns. The Broncos they'll beat because the Broncos are just fucking garbage. And then I think they'll lose to the Colts January 2nd. So, I mean, and then they play the Chargers to end out the season. So that's pretty much they're only going to win one game for the rest of the season. I think they're going to win um, two games the rest of the season. 
What does that put them at? Seven and ten? Yeah. And, you know, if they win, then I'll be surprised. But I just don't see it. And well, I think really the reason why the, the Eagles couldn't put up much of a fight is that uh, Miles Sanders got hurt. We fired our intern, so I'm having to write it down myself. Oh, sorry. All right. We will see how that goes. In other news, Sunday night football wrapped up with the Indianapolis Colts beating the San Francisco 49ers 30-18 to um, in probably like hurricane weather. I'm sure Dorothy was swinging around in a tornado nearby. Um, this game, again, didn't really have much to really go off of and just be like, wow, what a game. But I'm, I think the biggest takeaway is the Colts beating the Niners, right? Uh, we've all came in this – season saying that the Niners defense was something to worry about but as of right now they're sitting at two and four oh and three at home like not really looking very spectacular right I mean what I said at the beginning of the season was um I didn't think the 49ers would do well unless they address the quarterback position Jimmy Garoppolo is not um a starter in the NFL I don't think I think that Trey Lance could be Uh, I think he's shown flashes. Obviously, he's hurt now. Right. But um, I felt like they needed to be bigger players in the, like, Aaron Rodgers trade. Or, um, honestly, I think if they would have got Matthew Stafford, we would be seeing San Francisco undefeated. Oh, yeah. Um, The way that he's played with the Rams shows that he had untapped talent in Detroit, obviously. And... This team, San Francisco, is is very good, top to bottom. Um, I think they are lacking in the running game right now. Um, but they're they're getting there. I think all the injuries that they had early on in the season really kind of cost them, set them back. Um, obviously, Elijah Mitchell rushed for 100 yards last night, but there was nobody else that they could really count on. Um, even receiving, they have Debo Samuel and then no one else. Right. So it's tough to count on the same guys. I know, uh, uh, what's the tight end's name? I can't, George, George Kittle, Kittle didn't play last night. He's on He's IR, injured. so that's a big loss. But, I mean, I think on top of that, Jimmy Garoppolo is just terrible. I mean, 16 to 27, 181 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. He was sacked twice. Yeah. Um, for those of you scoring at home, his QBR was seven point eight. So well, not not good. What's crazy is you know we we boast about this receiving core, but then you look at a stud like uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, who last year was you know a hot name for a little bit, and then you look at him this year, he's received nine times for ninety six yards. Um. It doesn't seem like he's entered back into that role. Last year, he was 748 yards with five touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm going after, is that if Jimmy Garoppolo is forcing the ball down the field, it's going to Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other player with more than five targets was uh, Jamichael Hasty, and that's a running back out of the backfield. So that tells you that, yeah, it was raining and it was windy and it was the weirdest weather or whatever, but that's kind of how Jimmy Garoppolo plays. He either throws to the running back, throws to the tight end, or he throws it to busted coverage. That's basically okay. it. 
that's why I thought that they needed to go after a quarterback. Um, on the flip side, Carson Wentz only threw for 150 yards, but he had two touchdowns. Yeah. Right? He was 17 to 26, 150 yards, two touchdowns, sacked once for three yards. Um, he also had a rushing touchdown. Um, he's not making it pretty, but he's grinding out wins. I think he is the correct quarterback for this team. Um, I mean, really, the stat lines are very similar between both the teams. Uh, both both top running backs had 18 carries for 107 yards for a touchdown, which is weird to say. Um, but and like, there's really not anybody else that ran the ball. Uh, same thing, wide receiver, four receptions for 105 yards for Michael Pittman and a touchdown. Um, the difference, you know, Mo Alley Cox had a touchdown in the first half. So, I mean, I just it's weird that both of these teams' stat lines are so equal, right? But the score doesn't show that. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like this was lost because the 49ers don't have a good quarterback. Well, I mean, also at the same time, it doesn't look like the defense did much over there. But I agree with you with Carson Wentz. Like he he is doing something in in Indy that is making him almost take people back to 2017 or when was it yeah 2017 when he was uh, yeah, whenever the Eagles won the Super Bowl with the Philly special and Big Dick Nick and all that stuff now I'm not saying he's putting up MVP numbers or anything like that but he's staying pretty consistent for the most part he's only thrown one interception this season which should shock a lot of people I'm shocked hearing that I didn't I didn't actually know that he's had 11 touchdowns he's averaging uh, a completion percentage of 64.4 all right he's averaging what seven seven point seven yards a pass so like he's looking pretty good out there right now i mean um, I, I think it's it's got a point to leadership right, right? he's got to be a good leader on that team those guys must want to like you know go to battle with him so there's something about him and you know looking at how how strong he's been recently with you know the both ankle sprains and still coming out and starting hasn't missed a game yet this season uh the record i mean they're sitting at three and four they play tennessee this upcoming week which is going to be uh, a de- deciding factor of whether or not that they should be a contender in this division right now in the future yes i think they're it's going to be a battle between tennessee and indy for a while um i agree with but, you i think they've got a lot of good pieces they just haven't completely gelled yet right so Looking forward to it. Congrats to the Indianapolis Colts on this win. And uh, I guess we'll see if we're going to be talking about them next week. Yep. Um, how'd you do on your your betting? See, I, I put some picks out for the people. Um, I've got one more pick that's coming in tonight. I bet the over. But okay. uh, as of right now, yesterday I was 3-1. and one. Not bad. Nice, nice. It's winning. That puts money in your pocket. Yeah, I mean, unless you uh, – parlay them together and the one pick that you lost was the one that you thought for sure was going to happen right i mean it was a trend that baltimore had never lost to the Bengals. yeah and lamar yeah. jackson had never lost in october i think he was five and oh against cincy uh, yeah i think he was uh what was it 12 and oh or 12, 13 and oh in october yeah lost fuck well Good thing is we still have other sports that you can bet and try to 
continue to boost that bankroll of yours. Uh, those of y'all who those hockey bets going. If y'all been following me in hockey, nobody said thanks yet. Um, I'm 17 and 10 right now. For those of y'all who are keeping it home, that's a 63% win rate right now. That's not um, bad, sir. I I mean I'm enjoying it. Uh, so is my bank account. So hey. uh, we're gonna be looking into tonight's games. We've got uh, I've got some already written up, and I'll be posting them on uh facebook instagram and tiktok probably throw it out there on twitter uh nhl season it's still early we're we're having a good season so far i did my power ratings this morning and we're looking at florida being number one uh they were number two last time and now they bumped up one then we've got carolina hurricanes they jumped up to number two previously sitting on the eighth spot they jumped up six uh pittsburgh Edmonton and St. Louis to wrap up my top five right now. St. Louis still sitting at five as previous before. Edmonton was sitting at 11, and they jumped up seven spots on my rating. So, Wow. Um, like I said, still a hell of a lot of fucking hockey out there. Still a lot of betting to be made. Um, those of y'all who are following us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, remember to be on the lookout for Ed's Hockey Picks. And if you don't like what I'm betting, then you know bet against it. But if you're betting – at all, you need to be doing an rrsportsbetting.com. If you text 877-BET-IN, the letter N, WIN, and then text the code WANNABE, you can go ahead and get this uh, little promo that you see up here in our corners to where you can get no juice until the new year or $100 in free play. I don't know about y'all. I like a free $100 play because of the fact that ain't my money, and if I win, I, it's a win-win, right? You're winning with house money. And, you just and if you lose... Money, I mean- if you lose, you don't have to explain to the wife, "Hey, I, I lost a hundred bucks," because right. it's not your money. Right, and uh, according to Two Stroke Joe, um, the eight seven seven bet and win is eight seven seven two three eight six nine four six. I I talked to many people who have been on the fence about sports betting and this and that, the legality and all this. It's completely legal. All good. No deposit needed. All these other sites that you're going to, yeah, they're doing this whole, if you deposit this, they'll match up to that. This, They're not even asking for a deposit, and they're giving you a chance. They're telling you that you can have $100 in free play. Yep. Like, I'm not seeing the negative in this. So sign up. up. Quit being that guy who watches every Saturday or Sunday or any day of the week, and you watch a sports any sports and you're like damn i wish i would have bet that because i knew this was going to happen they got prop betting on there they've got casino stuff they've got everything there they've got ufc mma football baseball basketball hockey uh goat fucking i don't know they have a little bit of everything on there folks Uh, i'm fucking only has an over under sorry Quit beating yourself up. You, if you know what you're doing and you're picking the right things, why don't you put a little bit of money on it or use their money, yep. win you some more money. There you go. Speaking of other sports, the stage has been set, my friend. Yeah, that's true. The World Series is happening this Tuesday. We have the Atlanta Braves who beat the Dodgers. I repeat, beat the Dodgers yep. to go into the World Series against your Houston Astros. Yep. Um, this I, I'm super excited about this, not only because of the Astros being in there. Um, 
I, I think this is a good series. I think this is what baseball needs because of the fact that it's not kind of like what we experienced in the early part of the 2000s where the Yankees were in there every single time. And people were like, I'm tired of seeing the Yankees unless you're a Yankees fan. Um, I've been a fan of the Braves because of how young that team is and everybody that's on there and what they do. Acuna, to me, is hands down one of the best players they have on that team. Um, but but forget everything, Zach. I want to know who's winning and in how many games. Um. So full disclosure, I don't. I don't pick my teams. Okay. Um, for whatever reason, and I'm superstitious enough that I'm not going to say either way. It's a closely contested match. Both teams are great. Should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, I mean, I'm not kidding. Um, but I just feel like anytime that I pick my team to do anything spectacular, they usually fall flat on their face. Um, and so I am superstitious when it comes to that. But I feel like, honestly, I feel like it really is a closely matched team. Uh, close, both teams are closely matched. I think the Astros have the advantage when it comes to the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, the lineup's pretty deep. Uh, basically, this team has the American League batting, cha- batting champion, batting seventh. Yeah. Right? So that's insane to me. Um, also, you know, just the rest of the lineup is pretty sick. Um, and then they're rotating Chaz McCormick or Siri, depending on if it's a right-handed or a left-handed ba- uh, pitcher. Um, and then... They're in the American League where it's, you know, a full lineup and, you know, you kind of want to have all your best hitters in the lineup. They gave the Amer- the rest of the American League the middle finger and just said, you know what, we're going to start Maldonado. We understand that his batting average is, uh, you know, less than an infant baby's weight, but we're still going to play him anyway. And defensively, he was great for the Astros in the ALCS. Um that throw in game six after strikeout straight to second was one of the most beautiful things I've seen. Yeah, I mean, it was great. And, you know, Carlos Correa let it travel. He didn't snap at it and then try to put a tag. He just held his glove and cradled the ball to the tag. It was great, great all the way around. Um, but, I mean, the Braves, we don't want to discredit the Braves. <clears throat> Not at all. Obviously, the Astros did some some pretty good stuff. You know, they beat some pretty good teams to get to where they are. Um, it took some, some doing, and then now they're going to be in the world series without Lance McCullers again. So pitching is going to be tough for them, but the Braves only won 88 games in the regular season. Right. And, uh, they had to face a Dodgers team that beat the giants. Yep. Right. The giants won 107 games and the, the Dodgers won 106 Right, so they were clearly the two best teams in the National League, and it wasn't even close. And then, after that grueling series, the Dodgers turned around and got beat by the Braves. Yep, and the Braves played a great series. Freddie Freeman is probably him and him and Jordan Alvarez. Watching those two in the World Series, those are the two best left-handed bats in all of baseball. And Michael Brantley is also in this series, and I'm giving the nod to Jordan. Yep. So, I mean. 
it's going to be a pretty closely contested series. I don't know who the starting pitchers are going to be yet because I haven't looked. Um, uh, the I would give the edge to the Braves for starting pitching. I mean, I think that goes without saying. It's kind of easy to say that um, because the Astros in the ALCS – most notably, thanks, Joe Buck, for telling us that graphic every five goddamn seconds that the Astros hadn't had a starter go to go past the second inning or whatever that stupid stat was. Um, so I'm going to give the nod to the Braves for uh, pitching. It looks like it's going to be Fromber versus Charlie Morton. We've seen oh. Charlie Morton before. A couple times. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give the nod to the Braves for starting pitching. But bullpen-wise, I think the, the Astros are in the advantage here. Um, the guys, like, we basically have three closers in the bullpen for the Astros. Mm-hmm. Um, Graveman and then uh, Jimmy Garcia and obviously Ryan Presley. So, I mean, the bullpen for the Astros is really good. And that didn't we didn't even include um, – Gar- not Garcia. What's his name? Um, Javier. Javi- is it Javier Garcia? The guy that pitched? Christian Javier. Christian Javier. Thank you. That's what I was trying to say. Christian Javier, right? He can come off the, off the bench and he's throwing high 90s gas. Right. right. And then on top of that, not only can he give you spot pitching, he showed in uh, game five, he, he pitched three innings. Mm-hmm. So, and he was fire through all three innings. So I'm going to go with the bullpen for the Astros. I'm going to give the edge to the Astros for the series. And uh, hopefully we can win another World Series championship. But it's already started where Red Sox fans are starting some trend that the Astros were cheating in Fenway Park. I'm I'm not. They're bringing up old shit. And it's kind of weird to hear a cheater call out a cheater kind of deal. Like, it, that's going to be the downfall for the Astros for a very long time is that any time that they're successful, like instantly people are going to go to, well, they were cheating, yeah. right? Um, you know what? The Astros have been to the ALCS five times in a row. This is their third World Series in five years. Um, you, you've got to just stop that at some point and go, okay, this team knows what they're doing, right? So you would think that, that would be how it works, but no, that it, once they get that one little bone, they hold on to it forever. But, but you know what's funny though? These are the same people, Boston Red Sox fans talking shit. These are the same people that turn around and support the Patriots on Sunday and don't say a fucking word about them cheating. Right. Like heaven forbid that Bill Belichick has been caught multiple times cheating. Heaven forbid that your Boston Red Sox have been caught twice cheating and have been pun- your head coach was punished for it, your video guy was fired for it. But yet no, no cheating happens in Boston. Never. We no. no. That's the most irritating thing to me is that like, okay, that's fine. You want to run your mouth, you think that your team got cheated. Okay, I'm with you. But when it's the same shit every time and right. there's never any evidence of it how do you continue to do that and i, I just don't get it I, i'm waiting for the the season to be over with and then they start trying to say oh well y'all need to look into the astros and this and that stop okay dusty baker is there do you think dusty baker of all people being under the astros would allow anything to take place 
This man is towards the end of his career. He is not letting something like this tarnish his name that's going to stop him from entering into the Hall of Fame. I mean, I agree with you, except for the first time it came from the top down. So the manager, A.J. Hinch at the time, complained about it, is even storied that he like broke the monitor a couple times. Right. He hated it, right? And um, he knew that it was going to tarnish the record of these players, and it, and it has. And I'm not trying to justify the cheating because it, it's cheating. Clearly it was cheating. Right. But this idea that they're still cheating and it's still going on and Major League Baseball is doing nothing about it, like that's irritating. Right. And, and on top of that, it's like once a cheater, always a cheater. So no matter what happens, if this team is good ever, then they're cheating. So my question to you is, do you think, let's say they, they lost 100 games next season, mm-hmm. right? And then the next season, they won 105 games and won the World Series. Do you think the cheating allegations go away? No. Never. And that's no. my point. My point is, it's not really that they're cheating. It's that you can't deal with the fact that they're just better than your team. I'm I'm just happy that the Astros are getting free marketing because they live rent free in people's heads. People have so much hatred towards the Astros for five years now. Well, granted, it came out in 2019, so three years now. There's so much hatred that that they're being successful and they've gone legit, and they're still making people so mad. Like, yeah. fuck you. All right, I'm glad this is happening. All right, I've told you from before. I don't mind them being the bad guys. And there's tons of people in the Houston area, or if not in the baseball world, that are loving that they are the bad guys. You know what? You're not going to give us good press when we're good, but you're going to give us bad press when we're good? Well, fuck you. Here we go. Right. See, and uh, I hate that, right? I hate that there's such an East and West Coast bias. The Astros, like, legitimately could be considered a dynasty. Hmm? Right, this this group of Astros could legitimately be considered a dynasty, but are they being talked? About? Have you even heard the word dynasty be mentioned by ESPN or Fox? No, and, and it's funny too because right after Game Six, I'm, I saw on ESPN they had their top ten or whatever, and nothing from the Astros from like three to ten. I'm like, or ten to three. I'm like, these motherfuckers aren't even going to put the throw from Maldonado on here. Thankfully, they put it at number two, and I think they got beat out by number one by like a volleyball game or something. I don't know. And I'm just like, y'all can't even give them the fucking credit where credit's due. No, and and they won't. They won't because they are basically held to serve or they have their, their toe firmly planted on the line of we are going to cater to New York and Boston and L.A. That's what we're going to do. Well, and, and this is going to be the problem, and now we have to listen to Joe Buck for at least four games. Look, you know, people talk shit about Joe Buck. I like Joe Buck. I like him, except for whenever the Astros are involved. He has the most monotone, most hatred sound in his voice anytime the Astros do anything well, good. Now, that's, that's what I don't like. Okay, so I like Joe Buck general baseball, right? Okay. He's better than A-Rod or any of those fucking people they try to run out. He's better than all those people. Um, and I, I don't particularly care for John Smoltz because I kind of feel like he's biased and he hates the Astros. Of course. Um, 
but like so the previous this is what I, I guess i don't understand it's every time there's a series and it's on fox they find someone who played for the other team or hates the astros mm-hmm. so the astros played the white Sox, and it was aj Przinski. Yes. Now, I don't know if anybody knows this, but A.J. Przinski was the catcher for the White Sox for like 40 years. And he's a known trash talker, right? His mouth runs constantly. Okay, the 05 so series. One, he's one of those guys that you love him when he's on your team and you can't stand him when he's on the opposing team. And I hated him. When he played for the White Sox, he was that one guy that, oh, this is a strike for my team, but it's a ball for the other team. And I'm totally fine with that. And in my head, I'm like, no, no, no. I want it to be called fair. He doesn't care. If the rules go in his favor, he's not going to argue. The rules go against him. He's going to bitch. And like, I don't know if that's just a competitive thing or what, but I'm not like that. I've never been like that. And I think it's kind of a bitch move, but that's who AJ Przinski was as a player. And like I said, Carlos Correa is a bitch. But he plays for my team, so I love him, right? Maybe bitch is the wrong word. He's kind of a douche. We'll, we'll go with that. He's a douchebag. Bregman, when he first came in, total douchebag. He's kind of calmed down a little bit. Um, but Correa is a douche. If he played, let's be honest, if Carlos Correa played for the Red Sox, he would be like the most hated player in the country. With the way that he talks after a game or in between games, yeah, I can see that. But, I mean, also remember whenever George Springer was here, he, he didn't talk as much as as Correa does. But since he's been in Toronto, you haven't really heard much from him, right? No, like he I mean, put on the jacket heard. whenever he went, he hits a home run or whatever, but they were all doing that. Like, But well, at that the was same the team time, thing, yeah. Right. But, I mean – do you, from here on out, if Correa is not on the Astros after this season, do you think he's going to be still having that same mouth, or he's doing it because of the fact that people are attacking his team over the whole cheating scandal five years later? Um, three years both, later, both. Right. I think he's going to be just as loud, and I think people are still going to come after him about the cheating, no matter well, where I mean, he goes. He I also think, had the stats to back it up this season. I, I think he is because he's actually standing up for the team when somebody accuses him of anything, right? Well, right? That's what I'm saying. I feel like he's taking it on like that as as him, right? And like George Springer kind of shied away from it. I think that's why he went to Toronto to run away from it, to be totally honest. Right. Um, the person, like Bregman, they give it to him, but Bregman doesn't ever really say anything anymore. The person that I think gets lost in the shuffle is Jose Altuve. Right. Jose Altuve gets all of it. Yes. Right? Like, yeah, they go after Correa and Correa fights back, whatever. Altuve gets it worse than anyone. And says nothing. He doesn't say anything. And it was also proven that he didn't participate in the cheating. Well, he did, but it was such a small percentage. So, it's like, he was in it at the start. Right. I guess when they started doing it, they were doing it for him. And he told him, look, I don't want that. Like, knock that stuff off. Right. It messes me up. I don't need any of that. I'll just go out there and do my thing. But so his, after that, he didn't get any of that stuff. His win of the MVP that season, even though he may have not have been in it as much as the rest of the team, 
people are taking that as you should have never won MVP that year. And therefore he's still being punished for that. Right. Right. Um, Again, though, like we're in 2021, they've made their apologies. The punishment's been given again. They're in their third world series in five years. Like, why can this not be let go? Why does this have to be a continuing thing that fans bring up? And we've mentioned many times before, if you think your fucking baseball team is purest saints that have never cheated and don't do anything wrong, okay. You keep living in that little imaginary world that you're in and just keep playing on, all right? But at the end of the day, anybody who knows any ounce of baseball knows that every team is looking for an advantage. Every team cheats in some form or fashion, whether it's on paper or not, and it happens. We've had multiple historic coaches come out and talked about how their teams cheated and they took that advantage, yep. but nobody wants to say anything about it. Nobody wants to talk about the steroids used for the Yankees and everything that they went through during their World Series. Nobody wants to talk about Boston and their cheating like we've mentioned already. I'm sure the Dodgers have cheated. The Giants have cheated. Tampa Bay's probably cheated. Colorado Rockies try to cheat, and they fail at that too. So yeah, I'm, it's I'm, happening. I'm, I think I'm not saying it's okay, No, but no. you can't say that your team doesn't cheat. It's baseball. They're always looking for the edge. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm so over the cheating stuff. I, I feel like this team, it's clear this team isn't cheating. It's clear that this team is it's the same core group of guys minus Springer, and they led baseball in off, all offensive categories. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and that's home and away, right? So it's not like they're – even if they were cheating at home, it's not like they're able to just pack up this equipment and take it on the road. It doesn't work like that. I mean, you look so, at the final two games against Boston. I mean, the final two games in Boston, it was 18-2 to two deficit. Right, and, and that's my thing. Like, you're going to talk shit and say that our team is cheating and your team scored two runs. Right. Get the fuck out of here. Oh. Back to the World Series, my prediction is the Ashers need to do a better job this postseason, and fielding-wise, they've given up the most errors this postseason. They've got to do a better job on that. They need to keep their composure, make the throws like they've they've been doing since T-ball, do the right things here, right? The pitching is a scare for us. Uh, us, I say for the Astros, it, it's very scary for them as far as starting lineup. We did see an average of the starters within this Boston series be yanked out before the third. Um, we had a few where Fromber went for eight, and then um, who started in six? That surprised everybody. Went the distance. Um, From yeah, Fromber wins eight, and then uh, Luis Garcia went six. Yeah, so I think he had four perfect innings actually. We're looking to see what type of uh, maneuvering Dusty does here in the in the World Series. Um, the Braves, uh, again, are a good team. They deserve to be here. Uh, they fought tooth and nail to get here. It's going to be a very interesting series, but if I had to put anything on it, I'm going to go ahead and say Astros in five. Ooh. Yeah. Dang. The, the bats on, in Houston are so much better. Um they're, they've had a higher RBIs this season, or this postseason than the Braves. Um, more hits. Uh, the, you just can't. They, every aspect of that lineup is a powerhouse, right? Yeah. So, um, looking to see what Kyle Tucker can bring to the big stage. Jordan with the magnificent ALCS performance. Uh, see if it carries over into 
the uh, World Series. So go Astros, and um, if they lose, hey, it's been a hell of a season. Yeah, I mean, I'm more I, – obviously I want the Astros to win, lifelong Astros fan, clearly. But I just really don't want Jock Peterson to win. Right. I can't stand that guy. He is like – it's like playing chess with a pigeon, right? You might win, but he's going to knock over all the pieces and shit all over the board. And he just irritates the fuck out of me. Like, obviously, he's made it into the Major League Baseball and all that stuff, so he's a good player. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm just he's saying just that a I douche can't. canoe. He's a douchebag. He's a total fucking doucher, and it irritates the fire out of me. I'm looking forward to this series. The series kicks off Tuesday in H-Town. Uh, unfortunately, we're unable to broadcast from out there. Um, yeah. We'll have to check the schedule, and after the first two games in Houston, if they haven't won it in Atlanta and they come back home, maybe we can do a little broadcast from out there. We'll see. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, I, I think it's going to go more than five games. Um, but I give I, – obviously, I give the edge to the Astros. Um, but it's going to be a good series. Yep. Better pitching for the Braves, better offense for the Astros. Um, hopefully it's better defense for the Astros in the regular season. It was better defense. Yep. Um, but I think a oh, better bullpen for the Astros, but when it comes down to it, the Braves have a better manager. Mm-hmm. And that's what worries me the most is that I don't trust dusty Baker to manage the bullpen appropriately. Like I still, to this day, I still don't understand why he pulled Zach Grinke. In game five. Unless Granky was injured and it never came out or something didn't feel right. Like, because we never really got any word from either side on that. Right. And you, right? I mean, you wouldn't, obviously, but it's just, yeah. Like, what, what was that? Was it Granky came out and said, look, I can only give you 50 pitches or whatever? I mean, I don't I, know. Uh, um, but hopefully that doesn't happen again this time. Hopefully Granky's gotten over whatever it is. If there was something on his end, hopefully Dusty can reflect on the postseason so far, see where his mistakes were as a coach and do better. Right. I mean, that's all you can hope for. So, um, like I said, game, game one starts Tuesday, I believe seven central, uh, for those y'all who are listening, if you're outside of the central time zone, I don't know how to tell time anywhere else, so figure that one out on your own. Um, I do want to touch on basketball before we go, man. Um, we're, we're about three – I don't know, three, not even three weeks. What am I saying? No, I don't three even know, games. Three games in. Yeah. Um, anybody surprising you so far? Yeah, uh, Chicago. Um, I knew they would be good. I didn't realize they would be this good defensively. Yep. Um, I mean, they're 3-0. They're giving up 94 points a game. And I think you said the NBA average is like 112 right now. Something like that. So, that's pretty good. I mean, they're young. So, uh, you know, the, I, I don't know. I'm just – I'm shocked they're 3-0. and And then uh, on the other side, the Warriors are 3-0. and I'm not really shocked they're 3-0. and Right. Um, but considering – you know who they've played. Uh, I'm kind of shocked by that. And then, uh, man, I meant to look about Clay Thompson. I don't know when he's coming back. Boy, they've been getting Clay Thompson some hell recently, just because of the uh, the teammates. I mean, 
because of the fact that he didn't make the uh, NBA 75 list. Yeah, I see that. And, did you uh, see what they did to his locker? Oh, no. What they they, changed, they, they changed, changed his number to 77. That's great. That's pretty that, funny. That whole 75 list, there's a lot of them on there I don't agree on, and I'll get onto that on Facebook and Twitter, uh, which I've already done a little bit of. But yeah, I you saw know Yao what? Ming was on that list. I, who am I to give my opinion on that anyways, right? Um, my biggest shock right now is the Charlotte Hornets. The Charlotte Hornets are 3-0. and uh, I know a lot of people are saying, well, why does that surprise you? Well, just because of how young this team really is. Um, you know, you got LaMelo Ball out there leading the team, doing his thing. Miles Bridge is up there too. Um, it, it's, a, it's a fun team to start watching out for a little bit and just see where they go from here. Um, but, yeah, the Bulls, number one, probably – being three and zero, I'm super stoked about that. They're they're looking outstanding. Golden State, of course. The biggest thing with the Bulls, though, they have a 12.3 uh, differential against the teams they've played so far. So that's pretty impressive to me because you look at it uh, outside of them, you've got Miami who's sitting at 15 and a half, and wow. Miami's sitting at one and one. Wow, that, that that's in the Eastern. You look over at the Western, Utah's leading with 15 with Minnesota. Who's two and zero at twelve and a half? Minnesota being two and zero at a twelve and a half uh, differential. Uh, what? They were one of the worst teams last year. Now, granted, they've only played the Rockets and I don't know who they played. Sacramento. I'm probably wrong. I don't no, know. They played, they played the Pelicans. Okay. So, still a lot of game to go. Uh, still a lot of season left. Um, I don't know why, I guess just because you and I are getting more in-depth on it this year, but basketball is fun this year. Hockey's been fun this year so far. Uh, we're finishing up baseball, which we've had a blast with, and, of course, football is always fun. Yep. Dude, I, so I don't know. I, I'm i trying to find out when Clay Thompson is coming back. They don't know. It, apparently, he's still pretty injured, but it's been a year, right? Something like that. I don't even remember. I think he's been hurt even whenever they were last in the finals or the fucking playoffs with Kevin Durant. Oh, well, yeah, I don't know. It said he already had surgery in November of last year. I don't know. So I was trying to find when he's coming back, and they, I guess they don't know. But, yeah, uh, like you said, Chicago Chicago's a good team. I'm, I'm shocked at a 3-0 start, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, I think Minnesota, the start that they're having, as you pointed out, I think that's a joke. Um, I think that that's just a product of who they've played. I don't anticipate that they will be making the playoffs. Um, well, I don't know. There's 16 teams that make the playoffs. They might. I don't know. But uh, it's three games into the season. I think you're right to be a little bit apprehensive to try to predict what's going to happen at the end of the road. And thugs and harmony, but I think that it's an aberration right now. Minnesota is just not there yet. Golden no. State, Utah, they're both pretty good teams. Denver's pretty good. Memphis is on the cusp. I think you liked Memphis a lot. I do. Um, Dallas is right there. Phoenix is right there. Um, I mean, right now it shows the Lakers wouldn't make the playoffs, and I don't think that's going to happen. Um, it also says the Clippers aren't going to make the playoffs, like if it started tomorrow. And I think the Clippers will make the playoffs. So I don't got to worry about that. On the on the east side, I think all the teams that are there are pretty much teams that are going to make the playoffs. 
Um, the teams right now that would currently be out would be Toronto, Indiana, Cleveland, Brooklyn. Uh, maybe Brooklyn will make the playoffs, right? Yeah. So that's one that we need to move up. So that means that one of the teams that's up there won't make the playoffs. Probably the Wizards. Wizards probably aren't going to make the playoffs. I agree with you They're on that. They're just not going to make the playoffs. But um, Charlotte's 3-0. We didn't even mm. talk about Charlotte. I talked or, about them. Uh, well, I wasn't listening then. That's fine. Um, I don't know much about Charlotte. They're young, but I think every team is young except for these old teams that just compile all these big right. players. But anyway. Oh, you, you brought up Memphis, and they lost last night to the Lakers. Lakers getting their first win, 121-118, to 118, but – I've got to talk about my man, John Morant, scoring 40 last night. Wow. Uh, 13 for 21, 5 for 7 on threes. Um, Just stellar performance from him. Sucks that they lost by three, but you know what? It is what it is. The Lakers can't lose them all. Um, Now I'm reading the roster. Yeah, I heard you talk about LaMelo Ball, and I just blocked it out. You're right. Anthony Davis had 22 points. LeBron James had 19. Your boy Westbrook had 13. Uh, Melo had 28 off the bench. Nice. And um, So he he did his part, 10 for 15, 6 for 8 on threes, which is outstanding. I I think that he is going to be the unsung hero of that team. He did pretty well in Boston, or not Boston, Portland, that helped them out get to the playoffs, in my opinion, for last year. Um and it was just too bad that they couldn't get deeper into the playoffs with him and uh, Damian Lillard. I think in that in that situation, they were depending on him too much. Mm. I think with the Lakers, I think he doesn't have as much pressure because he knows if I if I'm not on tonight, no big deal. They'll just rotate me out. Right. I know LeBron, Westbrook, and Anthony Davis will pick up the slack. He's like I'm. I know for in my my eyes, I think he knows that he is there to be the icing on the cake. Yep. He's there. He's not there to play defense. He's not there to get rebounds or any of that stuff. He can get assists, obviously, but he's there to shoot. And I think when you have a guy like that, that's all he wants to do anyway is shoot. And I think it works out in his favor. I think he's going to be able to score a lot of points off the bench that they weren't going to have from a lot of other players. And, you know, as long as you keep his legs healthy and fresh and, all that stuff, I think he's going to be a pretty good contributor for this team down the stretch. Are you watching any – what are you watching tonight? I'll just summarize it like that. For the for the NBA? NBA, NHL, NFL, Well, I mean, I'm not watching Monday Night Football. I'm not no. doing that. Um, I don't really watch hockey, so I'm not going to watch hockey. Okay. Um. I'm looking on the schedule. I don't really see. I mean, Chicago, Toronto, but Toronto's nobody. I want to. I just want to see how Chicago moves the ball. Right. Um. I mean, I want to see the Clippers battle back. So we'll watch Portland, L.A. That'll be a good one. I want to see what the Clippers are made of. I think I'm probably going to switch back and forth between the Celtics and Hornets and be watching uh, Tampa Bay Lightning versus Buffalo Sabres. I, I, need, I need to see if Buffalo is actually legit 
they're sitting at three and two right now. There's something that's odd about this team, and I can't quite put my finger on it. But for them to be where they're at right now, this early in the season, I I feel like they should be lower, okay. just based off of how they were last year. So I'm gonna watch a little bit. They're going against the defending champions. Now, granted, the defending champs have not been very well doing very well this year. Um, but again, as always, we keep saying it's early on in the season with a lot of hockey left. So. So where do you have Tampa Bay and Boston in your uh, – is it Boston Bruins, is that what you said? No, uh, Buffalo. Buffalo. Buffalo Sabres, that's right. So where uh, do you Buffalo. have the Sabres and the Lightning in the power rankings? So Buffalo right now is currently sitting in ninth place. Uh, Tampa Bay is down at 25. Ooh. Yeah. All right, so that's that's a little skewed. Tampa Bay is better than that. So, um, And based off of uh, my – formula sheet right now if we if it is correct which it might be um it's got buffalo winning four to two wow um and those of y'all keeping track on it that'd be a push on the over under because the over under on rr sports betting is at six right now so that would be a push there that's where i'm going right now because I wanted to see what you have, <clears throat> what the line is and all that stuff. Uh, more than likely the line is a uh, – One and a half probably. Right. And then um, money line-wise, yeah, they've got awesome. Tampa Bay at minus 171 with Buffalo at plus 151. Uh, I think this is on one of my bets right now. I'm going to take Buffalo on the money line. And then the other one I was looking at that was I'm going to do the over on the Kings and Blues. Okay, I've got okay. I've got that game ending in a total of eight. With our our sports betting has the over under at five and a half. Nice. Um, there's really no other ones that jump out at me to where I'm like oh, I need to do that. Um, they've got the Blue Jackets as underdogs against. Dallas, my spreadsheet's got it to where uh, Columbus is going to win two to one. Uh, where else am I seeing something that might favor a better? Washington's going to win. Uh, Arizona, never bet on Arizona. They're horrible. I've got Florida winning seven to zero on that one. Damn. So yeah. That. Uh, they've got the over at six, which kind of scares me, especially. Um, I don't really see Florida getting seven points. They're averaging almost four and a half points a game where um, Arizona's giving up five. So maybe, I don't know. That's a tough one. But it's, just, it's tough for me because there's, no, there's value under, right? It's plus 100, but right. over is minus 120, which is obviously where they think the game is going to end up. Right. Um. And then when you said that they're averaging allowing five goals a game, yeah, and then the the Panthers are averaging four and a half goals scored a game, yeah, and that's against teams that actually play defense, yeah. Man, I think the over is a lot. I think you could take Florida over by themselves. And I mean, shit, Arizona is only scoring an average one point six goals a game, so I don't know. Do with it what you want. Yeah, that's crazy. The next time you're at a 7-Eleven and you're buying those happy pills for your pee-pee, 
while you're throwing them across the counter and trying to look to your left and right to make sure nobody saw you purchasing those, go ahead and tell the cashier about two wannabe athletes talk sports. Maybe he'll start playing it in the, uh, the gas station. Maybe. Um, <clears throat> I think the next time that you're in a uh, public restroom and uh, the person next to you knocks on the stall, so, hey, uh, you, got any, you got any toilet paper over there? You say, actually, no, I can't spare a square. But if you, if you log in now, you can get $100 free in free play or no juice till the end of the year at RR Sports. So that's what I would do. And then I would play the podcast so that way they would know where they need to hear it from. Duh. Or just write, write the Spotify website on the bathroom stall, all the weird numbers and letters that they have on there with it. Um, Do it in Sharpie because that shit doesn't come off. Giggity. Guys, thank you all for joining us for another episode. This has been fun. This has been to Wannabe Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. And we'll see you next time, assholes. Hello.